I think we oh, got right. that first okay. part. But uh, anyways, thank you, listener, for tuning in to the inaugural Ooh. episode of The Bird's Nest <laughs> with me, Stephen Bridges. Me, and Kane Carter Bagley. Don't at me. Thank you. Thank you, Kane. All right. On this podcast, we will be talking about hot topics and current events or stuff that we just generally find interesting. The spiciest of topics. The most interesting of things. It's not interesting. It's just white noise for you to fall asleep to. Yeah. If you're a normal human, functioning human being, you'll be listening to like, you know, the sounds of rain. But if you're Stephen Pridgen, you'll be listening to podcasts and comedians while you go to sleep. It calms me. Their vulgarity calms me. So is this why you're friends with me? Because my horrible vulgarity and loud, brash nature calms you down? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) I was about to say, I was going to take that silence as a yes. <laughs> no. Okay. So we just just oh, hop yeah, right in. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. All right, Kane. Question. Mm. What will cause World War Three? Mm. Probably a a problem with a failsafe mechanism. So Elaborate. you know how we have a technological systems in place to like prevent nuclear weapons from going off without several people's approval. Say there's like an underflow or an overflow error in the uh, NORAD system or any nuclear testing system, and we accidentally launch all of our nukes at once at one country that also has nukes and can detect these nukes, then we just have mutually assured destruction, also called MAD, and then everyone dies. World War Three, we don't win. We all die. I feel like this was a really deep topic to start off with. Yup. I think this is why we can meme... <laughs> Let's meme about the end of the yeah, world. I'm looking and I'm looking at the list right now and it doesn't get a whole nope, lot better, guys. That's why I love it. So listeners, okay. um, if this is too depressing for you and you don't like to uh have the end of the world being memed about, um maybe don't listen to this podcast because this is all about self deprecating humor and dealing with the depressing shit in this world that we all have to deal with. I'm gonna try to beep that out. Just for just for the comedic yes. value of it, as you should. Just for the comedic value. Here's yes. the thing: if you've ever played Borderlands Two and you know who Mister Torg is, just beep out every curse word I say, just to make it more explicit that I've cursed. <laughs> <laughs> like when you curse, don't bleep it. But when it's me, bleep it. I'm not planning on being vulgar. Planning. S- Planning me talking about transcendentalism. Stephen blows a gasket. (laughs) Honestly, no. Okay. Oh, okay. So talking about like the mutually assured destruction. Do you remember the trip to Dahlonega? I hope you do. It wasn't a long time ago. Yes. Okay. On the way up there, we were talking about destruction. (laughs) Yeah, the trip to Dahlonega that happened. That's. We're not going to mention anything that happened. Okay. Um, what are you going to build off of that? Then, well, if we're we, we, uh, no, 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 we're going for it. We're going for it. Um, on the ride up there, we started talking about like what happens after death, mm-hmm. you know? And remember what I brought up with, uh, like the school of thought that, you know, once you die that split second, or if it's in a traumatic event and you die young, the split second you die, your brain like cancels that out and you just continue to live your life. And like the people you meet and the experiences, they're like the products 
of past experiences and past people that you've met just, you know, pushed into one person, like different parts of a personality pushed into one different person. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot more reasonable than other things. Okay. So here's the thing. And I didn't talk to you about this until right now. Um, After you said that. Fantastic. That whole trip, I thought I had been dead because all the people that I met at that trip I had either met before or I associated yeah. them with someone else. I believe that if you use this ideology, you could be dead at any time because one person we met up there, I thought acted like another person I really, really knew. So the entire time, I'm like, yeah, you you mentioned that to yeah, me. Am yeah. I dead now? Because and then I came to college, and then I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm still alive. Mostly, I'm still dead on the inside though. But yeah, that was a really trippy theory. And it, it, I mean, it'd be pleasant. It'd be pleasant to continue life. But like using that same logic, how far do you go until you die in your death? Like you can't just live forever. Okay. So no, no, no. So like, I feel like that theory only works if you do die young, you know? So like, let's say like I'm diagnosed with cancer and I die when I'm 19. Sponge boy me, Bob. In, I've in been like, diagnosed with terminal ass cancer <laughs> and only have 25 minutes to live. I'm going to cut that. Um, so like in place of me dying in the real mm-hmm. world, you know, like my brain cancels that out and like treatment starts to work in my little dream world. And like I get better. I live to like I'm 80 to like a full life. And I'll live my experiences, and then I pass on, genuinely. Mm-hmm. For the record, I don't really believe this, but it seems really You really just want to write fan fiction about like, this death theory that you have. I'm going to write a ton of fan fiction about Dear this. Dear God, fan fiction all the time, every day. Oof. I'm not... We're not going to talk about fan fiction because it's all erotic. <laughs> you immediately um, got aroused as soon as I mentioned the word fan fiction. <laughs> Oh, so have I in this new relationship that I'm in a lot more fan fiction than I thought I'd be interested in. But up, up, but up, up, disappointed, uh, bullying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am, you know, in the belief of bullying can be genuinely beneficial for a person, mm-hmm. like based on my own experiences with it. Because, you know, I was always the short, fat, white kid. I, too, relate with this sympathy. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, like, with your, if you come from a family, like a very supportive family, you know, they're always going to be like, oh, they're just jealous. Oh, they just want to be like Yeah, you're like always you. Dudley like, Do-Right no. in their eyes. Yeah, you're, you're always, like, the end-all, be-all of who you should be. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to tell you, hey we're not picking on you because you're fat We're picking on you because you're a dick. And that's the thing. I was hmm. a dick. I can't possibly relate. And you know, cause I've, uh, I've never been a dick, Steven. Um, you're still a dick. King. <laughs> what do you mean? I've never been told that in my life. I told you that what, four <laughs> months ago, the falling four out. Was, was that really four months ago? Wow. When did I get out of that relationship? I don't know. Huh. Uh, a time um, ago that we never talk about ever again because it makes me angry. 
thank you for the post-editing work I have to do now. <laughs> God, it's a long laugh. Okay. But, okay, back to the topic at hand before you start. Okay, what? Because you dealt with your fair oh, yeah. share of it, um, too. You know, like, what's what's the take on uh, Well, I feel like bullying allowed me to become a lot more hardened to, like, people's opinions and being able to take, like... You become almost numb Oh, yeah. To I mean, I feel like in today's society, especially, more kids are becoming numb to, like, any sort of criticism and attack that they might get, which in one way is beneficial, but I feel like it also desensitizes children and adults alike from emotion. I feel like it's going to be a lot harder for future generations to be able to like develop meaningful connections due to them having like scarred emotional tissue from past experiences. Yeah. Thank you. I agree with that. Thank you so much for adding to that. (laughs) You're welcome. No. And like, and like bullying, like in itself is like a, a heinous, you know, evil thing. But, you know, if you get desired results, should you really look at how you got those results? You know, like if you're fat, you get bullied, then you get skinny because you work out and you eat right. Well, I would never know what you should mean. Should we really? <laughs> can't shut up. Should we like really look at the process of how that happened? I mean, like within reason too. Not I like mean, no one should go bulimic because someone's bullying them. I mean, that's an, an unhealthy way to go about it. I think everything in moderation. Uh, yes. So bullying, bullying in moderation. Literally, that's the episode name: bullying in moderation. Because that is our friendship, by the way. I hope you realize. That. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think that a. Uh, um, iTunes would like that title. Bullying in moderation. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's. We're not going to do that. We're going to pick something comments. else later on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, um, no, no dead, dead space. space. None. Abs- Speaking of dead space, that game oh. sucked. Anyway, different segue. Ugh. No, actually, but like, seriously, bullying is good in certain amounts. Like, I don't feel like an entire class or an entire like clique should single out one person and continue to bully them incessantly. If, that happens and someone has to stand up for that person. If that person does not stand up for themselves, I I feel like it's a responsibility of everyone to care for their fellow man or woman or whatever you identify as. Yeah. Stephen, I swear I need you to give me a little more to work with than yet. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk over you. It's the thing. I've, I've, I've put in my picture. Oh yeah. Um, but the thing like, you know, like with that, with the bullying that I went through when I was younger, like that, that pointed out to me being like my character flaws more than anything else could have, like more than my family being like, oh, they're just jealous. They just want to be you. And it got down to it. And I was like, nah, like I'm not a good person. Like I got to change. Well, speaking of uh, change, change, go for it. Um, I was actually going to build off of uh, that a little bit more. Um, I feel like I never really a- achieved much criticism from my peers that allowed me to grow, especially at our school, which will not be named for now. Um, it, I feel like the amount of criticism that you got at this school didn't was not constructive in a way to make you a better person, but to make you conform. 
I feel like the best criticism I got was from really good friends or family members that really cared about me at you. I mean, if not for you, I wouldn't have gotten good criticism that I could actually use for, to further my life. Um, but like from my mother and from like a cousin or so, like those people helped me become who I am as far as like repressing some things that make me a bit more dickish, but keeping some of those things that make me somewhat dickish. Yeah, and that's the thing you you've learned to tell the difference between your character person, your uh, personality traits, and your personality flaws. And the thing with people is that you know they get so consumed in who they are, and they have people telling them, you know, like you're perfect, you are exactly who you need to be. That they start to justify their character flaws as character traits, and that's where it gets twisted. Like I've known people that you know the whole. You know, I can't change who I am for you. I'm not asking you to change your character traits, you know, mm-hmm. but if you're going to have a successful, meaningful relationship in any kind, like a friendship, concept, a like, actual romantic relationship, yeah, a friendship, yeah, a marriage, I mean, anything, yeah, and anything like you, you're going to have to, to drop the, the character, well, the whole thing flaws. about. You know, or either work on your character. Well, yeah, I mean, flaws. relationships in and of themselves is trusting another person to grow with you and help you grow and vice versa. I mean, relationships are about building each other up and making sure that people don't step in the wrong direction. But to say that you just cannot change is patently false and stubborn. And that's coming from an Aries. So at me, I guess. And I'm a cancer, so I love oh, everything. God. Oh, poor cancers. Poor, poor cancers. In both contexts. Literally. Speaking of cancer. Genetic modification. Genetic modification. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> genetic modification. Um, yeah, we're all going to die of cancer because everyone puts uh, doggone hormones and genes and everything because, I don't know, fat chicken, good chicken. Um, don't I mean, it's, like it's true. I mean, I'd much rather eat a lot of plump chicken and die than eat no chicken and live. <laughs> then eat acorns and live to a hundred. Yeah, I mean, that, maybe that that's American of me. It really is American of me. But uh, I really enjoy food, and if the way to like further the amount of food we get, especially as we grow way beyond our means, like the, our, our population is becoming us unsustainable, and I feel like we are fulfilling or filling in that gap created from farmers by genetically modifying food so that we can continue to support a vastly growing population that this earth is not meant to support. No. Yeah. And you know, like got to credit Dwight Schrute. Like we, we need a new plague, you know, Oof. or the whole blood sport thing that Dear I mentioned God, to you. Blood before. sport. We're not going to talk about that. Um, cut, uh, Richard, cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> And like the whole social security system, like it's set up for a 75 year old lifespan, Mm -hmm. but people are living to 105. I mean, like that's exaggerated, but you know, 80, 85, it still messes up the system. You're meant to work all your life and die. I mean, social security die is not, is not really sustainable for people that live for an exceedingly long amount of time. It's meant for people that work really hard and then die. Which is very de- depressing. Yeah, so they, they oh, read yeah, no they benefit. Re- the, the, believe it or not, the government's not really for your benefit. Maybe that's just a 
maybe that's just an opinion or an actual fact, but take that as you will, that the government is meant to support itself and the nation and the working of that nation is the most important thing that a person can do as opposed to, you know, living peacefully on the coasts of Florida, eating brunch and drinking Bloody Mary's. Italian Italian ice. Crunch on Italian ice. That apple you were eating. Crunch. Crunch. No. Uh, I had I was gonna bring up a point. It was a really good point. And then you just knocked me I'm off of it. So sorry. Pain. God, you sound like you were about to Okay. It was a good point. <laughs> was it? Was it good enough for you to remember? Apparently I hope it was. Not. It's not anymore. Oh bless it. Well, I mean What was the lifespan when Social Security was started? Probably seventy six, seventy eight. Uh really? That's something a quick Google can solve, believe it or not. It's all right. I can ramble. You can oh, search. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely searching right now. Sorry, folks, but uh, I need to be factually <laughs> accurate at all times because I'm terribly insecure about being factually That's inaccurate. That's where he puts his value. Yeah. Accuracy. Truth. This is... I feel like I was trying to make a dig and you just made it sound like you're a better person. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at that. Do you remember golden rice? Golden rice. Golden rice. Gold and rice? It was rice that was genetically modified. Golden. Gilded. Gilded rice. Golden. Din. Golden. 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 Yes. Uh, Please don't make me edit this. You don't want me to make you edit this? Okay. Golden rice. I'm going to kick you out of the chat, okay? I've had enough of this nonsense. I'm not even going to talk about golden rice anymore. If you want to look at, see what it is, search it, listener. Uh, 72 years uh, worldwide. So like, so American was probably a little more or less. Uh, definitely a little more. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh <laughs> Uh, Believe it or not, Western medicine is better. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the average life expectancy in Japan is eighty three point seven, compared to America's seventy nine point three. Because all they do is eat rice and make cars. Yeah, yeah, that one's racist. That, I'm that, yeah, you, you gotta, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> okay, that's gonna absolutely. Oh not. no. Okay, but on the heels of Social Security, mm-hmm. who is it? Andrew Yang? Yes. Right? I, With the UBI? Yeah. Universal Andrew Yang's Basic Income? Universal Basic Income. Oh, God. Universal Basic Income. I've, I've, okay. But how he has, you know, like presented it, theoretically, it would work. Realistically, it is horribly far-fetched. Well, that's anything economic. I mean, any... Any economic policy that you put forward is meant to work under like a specific set of scenarios. It will not work. The economy has to constantly fluctuate and will never conform to any policy or standard that anyone will ever create in the history of ever. Except, no. Yeah. Not even going to make that joke because that's also racist. Oh, my God. Um, eh. But, okay, but the thing that... (laughs) Uh, okay, but what he was saying, okay, so it would take the place of Social Security. Richard, I'm going to need to cut that and out. Anybody over the, 
What? <laughs> the racism bit. No, we're not going to cut God. it up. Evan. Playfully racist. Oh no! If you can't joke about it, you shouldn't be yeah, able to talk about true. it. Yeah, this is true. If you can't joke that, about, it. okay. If you, if you, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go. dig that grave for yourself. Okay, I'm gonna dig. Go the ahead. Grave. Go. If you can't joke about a topic, you shouldn't be able to talk about a topic. Yeah. Because if you can't find humor in it, then you can't understand it. That is one of my core beliefs. Everything a, has comedic value, in my opinion. Yeah. No, nothing is immune from having comedic value. At both exactly. Burnham. At but Bo people Burnham. think it's really good comedy. Really Everybody good. go look up Every, Bo Burnham. If you're listening to this, then you should have already listened to Bo Burnham. But if you haven't listened to him, go listen to Bo Burnham. Yeah, if you've made it 20 minutes and 45 seconds into this godforsaken this cursed, podcast, cursed podcast, please, please go listen to <laughs> please Bo, get off Bo this Burnham. podcast. Please get off this podcast and refresh your mind and go. You you are you are really off your rocker, as the British say. No. You really have some mental in, 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 uh, incapacitate or, or something like that to be listening to this podcast at this length of time. So, can I say the R word? No, wait, what? No, no, bad, Stephen. Bad. No. If you can't joke about this it, this is true. This is true, but this is also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. I'll with let you say the really bad one. Um, but no, you should. One time my sister said that to me. She said that if I was a different girl, I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. And that really changed like who I was personally. What do you mean if you were a girl? She you- like, no, 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 no. Okay. So there was a, a time in my life when I was 14 years old. Where you were a girl. Okay. I drank. I was not a girl. Okay. I enjoyed girls. Okay. I was like the worst possible person that that you could be, you know? Picked up a lot of bad habits when I was 14. I remember. Some that still linger today. I okay. hated you when you were 14, and then my sister, so yes. I hated myself when I was 14. I was dating a 16-year-old, and I thought I was king. Mm. Um, so my sister walks in my room. I am laying on my bed, playing on my DS. And she looks at me. She closes my DS in my hands. She was like, Stephen, if you don't get it together, you will end up alone. Jesus. If I was a girl... Looking for a boy. And if a boy like you came along, I would never, ever talk to you. And then turned around, shut the door. And that changed me as a human. Damn. Damn, really, really go for that gut punch. Jesus Christ. But your sister is straight up. And then like, no, your sister's a G. Always has been a G. But yeah, so that was one of like the key changing moments when I was fourteen that like really turned it around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no one ever told me how to act in a relationship. I just kind of went with the flow, and uh, that kind of fucked me over my last one. But uh, we won't talk about that one. Um, too many but things. We could because we could. if you can't joke about it, but if you, can- <laughs> you shouldn't be able to talk about it, <laughs> is that just the slogan for the podcast now? If you can't. Joke That's about the, it, then you shouldn't be able to talk about it. That's going to be the slogan. That's going to be in every description we make. Yep. Yep. Actually, you know what? Absolutely. So, listeners, if you're listening to the first episode, which I don't know why you would be, if you've made it 23 made it minutes far, and 43 seconds, then uh, congratulations. You win nothing. Get off. You lose. Good day, sir. Um, you absolutely win my respect. Uh, uh, you won Steven's respect. Um, 
<laughs> Thank you. It doesn't it really, mean a lot. Uh, uh, I'm not going to go there. You poor, poor. It's like bastard. a plastic trophy. Yeah, it really is. It's like it's a, a participation trophy. trophy. Um, I'm adding my son. My love is like a plastic plastic Oof, trophy. Jesus, damn! You just like nut punched yourself on that one. No, I get like I'm easily attached to people. I'm just yeah. saying that you are easily attached. you are a giant teddy bear of a human being. I'm a cancer. What can I say? I'm an Aries. Uh, I don't know if it shows in this podcast or not. Wink, wonk. Piece of garbage. You absolute cuck. If you can say that, I can say the R word. No, you can't. Just no, (laughs) Stephen. That is not the art of equal exchange. You can't joke about it. Dear God. We're all going to hell and you brought us here. <laughs> uh, how did we go from universal basic income to <laughs> you being touchy? My sister calling me out for being a piece of garbage. Oh, speaking of pieces of garbage, people who rely on universal basic income. Um, Jesus, that was a little bit more ruthless than I intended it to be, but there you have it. Um, universal basic income is not meant to be something to be lived off of. It is something to assist. Yeah, I mean, people that are hyper successful did not. Well, I say that a lot of people that are admit that should be respected, that I respect, did not come from a lot of wealth. But however, there is always an exception to the rule. Of course, there are families that continue passing down money, and it never goes back to the people. Yada yada this, yada yada that. Yeah, rich people. That's what happens. That's what happens when you have capitalism. It's what's for breakfast. Rich people. It's what for re- it's it's what's for breakfast. Also, listen to "Eat the Rich." Uh, good song. Um, let's see. But no, like in, in any society or any economic policy, as I said before, there's always going to be someone screwing it up or living it to the extreme. In the same way that capitalism sometimes falls apart, communism does as well. The two extremes of the- yeah, and that's economic scale. Yeah. I mean, like any any government system can and will be taken advantage of by the people running it. I mean, that's just part of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if a human is evolved, it will go wrong. Just as a rule of thumb, it something bad will happen to someone. And as bad as as bad as it sounds to say, like, that's why you just don't get caught up in it. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're you're going to go to bed. You're going to wake up. You're going to brush your teeth and you're either going to go back to bed to your job or to school. And that's the thing. 95% of what happens in our government does not affect the day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Like how many, how many, you know, breaking, how many breaking news, you know, in the news cycle, how many times has that affected your day-to-day life? <sighs> well, it depends on how woke you are as the kids say nowadays. Um, if you're paying attention to like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're they're putting themselves in the situation, though. They're allowing themselves to be upset by what's happening in our politics. Oh yeah, you should never you should never allow your emotions to get involved with your politics. Your politics should be without emotion. Like you should just politics is not meant to be. People should be human beings. That's the thing. That if is you, true. Like if if you want a successful country, you cannot look at it morally. But if you want a 
if you want a good country, a country that can be set up as an example, you need to have good people running it. Yeah. And then that's where the subjectivity of it comes in. What is a good person? You need to have a objectively good system that is without flaw, and then you can have good people running it. That's how that works. But system which is yeah, completely, completely theoretical. You can never have a system that no one will ever break. That's just not possible. There will always be someone to uh, wipe away what good has been done. And there will always be people to come back and wipe away the bad and fill it back in with good. It's just a, it's a yin and yang scenario. There's always a good and bad. So if you learned anything from this podcast, it's uh, nothing matters. Everything will fix itself. Uh, don't worry about anything. And uh, live your life to the fullest at all times because you never know. Amen. Um, if you have made it this far, I genuinely thank you. Stephen, thanks. And yeah, I mean, God forbid. I hope you listen to the next one, but if you don't, (laughs) I understand. You know, you you better listen to the next one. Kane Kane is the opposite of Stephen. Uh, listen to the next one if you've listened this far. If you've enjoyed this content, you would not. If you did not enjoy this, you would not have listened this far. And I can guarantee that next episode will be just as chaotic as this one, but probably Uh, a lot smoother. You know, it is us. I don't know. Let's not talk shop. All right. Thank you. Genuinely. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been, we're going to try to post what Tuesdays and Thursdays, the bird's nest, right? And we will catch you later.